Amen. Will you join me in prayer? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer, our star up in the sky. Amen. This morning, we recognize what is called Epiphany Sunday, where we remember the three wise men who visited Jesus and his family. And as I was preparing for this message, I kept thinking to myself, what am I possibly going to say that's new about these wise men? This is always one of my challenges with texts that we read together every single year. I feel like this one may be especially so uh, because of outside of Christmas and Easter, I've been here at Christ United for nine Christmas seasons, and often this is the Sunday I am chosen to preach. <laughs> if you didn't notice, it's me and Haley here this morning, uh, which is all a joke, really. I love preaching, and I'm honored to always be here with you on this special Sunday. That is why I find it so pressing to find something new and exciting to say about these three wise men that we read about every single year. But as I read through all of my previous sermons, because how else do you get inspiration? I realize that I've said a lot about these three guys. I've talked about their specific gifts. I've talked about how they were outsiders who traveled to what could have been a very unwelcoming land. I've talked about what an epiphany is and why we call this Sunday Epiphany Sunday. So since I've said so much on the subject before, I thought I would just merge all those sermons together today and present a long mega sermon for you all. Yeah? No, just kidding. <laughs> it's Communion Sunday. That's not what you're getting. Instead, I opened my Bible and I tried to clear my mind of everything I already knew. And I attempted to approach today's passage on the wise men with an open heart and to see if we couldn't discover something new in this very familiar story. I invite you all to join me on this journey as we read the story of the wise men as if it's for the first time. The visit of the wise men from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter two, verses one through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we've observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him this, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then King Herod sent the wise men to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. 
And when you found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When the men saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him those familiar gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this is always kind of the issue with children's messages is that I have this great idea and then someone leads a children's message and they have my great idea too. So thank you, Haley, for prepping us for this. But I would like to see everyone by a show of hands, how many of you traveled somewhere in the past week? It didn't have to be far, just outside of Plano. Anybody? Okay, a lot of us. It is something we all, most of us, have in common this time of year. We travel or we journey somewhere. Often it is to visit family or friends during the holiday season. Maybe it's to do a special activity while we have time away from work and school. Out of those of you who just raised your hand and traveled, how many of you were able to get where you were going without typing it into Google Maps or whatever directional service you may use? Okay, a few of you. Okay, I'm not asking if you could have gotten there without it. I'm asking if you literally got there without typing anything in. Yeah, okay, good for y'all. Wait, way to go. I honestly kind of hate asking that question because I really pride myself on being someone who's really good at directions. And still, we used Google Maps for every trip we took this past week. To Waxahachie, to Bedford, then to Forreston. My husband swears by Google Maps because we're able to avoid traffic or any road closures that may appear. But I digress. Most of us use some type of device to give us a guide to show us our way, especially when our destination is outside of our normal day-to-day -day life. And maybe you don't always use these type of apps because you don't know the way. Maybe you use it more for that real-time information, to have it at your fingertips so you can choose the fastest route to your destination. We rely on someone or something to lead us to where we need to go in the most efficient way possible. As I reflect on the Advent season, and as I read the story of the three wise men, I see a lot of journeys taken by people. And I can't help but also pay attention to who is directing them along their journey. Mary and Joseph are taken on a new life trajectory once they are told they will be the parents of the literal Son of God. God speaks to Mary and Joseph and shows them a vague but impactful overview of the child who is about to enter into their lives. 
God directs Mary and Joseph to raise the child and to do so together. Then the Holy Family literally journeys along to Bethlehem. They definitely did not have Google Maps, but they must have had some way to know the route. Whether it was ingrained from previous journeys they had made, or whether they followed a caravan of other families along to their destination. The shepherds in the field also take a journey, and they're directed there by angels who tell them what they'll find when they arrive. Then we get this passage of the wise men. They see a star, and they feel as if it is directing them to find a child, a child who has been born king of the Jews. These pivotal characters are all on a journey and they are all directed along their routes by God, by angels, by a star. In our own life journeys, what or who directs each of us. When we are faced with tough decisions, when we find ourselves at a fork in the road, when we aren't sure which way to turn, where do we look for guidance? Where do we look for direction? Who do we put our trust in? As we begin this new year, these questions are important. Whether or not you make resolutions or goals each year, we can all benefit by taking an inventory on who and what we allow to lead us, to lead us in our lives. And of course, we're at church, right? I'm a pastor, right? So I want to encourage all of us to make space in our lives for God to lead us. We may not always have angels or stars to direct our path, but we do have scripture. We have our faith community. We have those past experiences that we've had with God that help shape where God may be calling us this time. Maybe this past year has been extremely difficult for you. Maybe some of you were thriving and it was the best year ever. Wherever you find yourself this morning, we can all look forward to this new year, knowing that we have a creator who invites each of us into a deep relationship. We have a creator who is there to help guide and direct us along life's journey. I love that these wise men come from afar. I love that they are considered foreigners. They are the first obvious Gentiles that are drawn to Jesus. They are the first Gentiles shown grace by God and direct, directed not only to Jesus by a star in the sky, but then later they're even warned in a dream to return home by a different path. The wise men are unexpected characters in the story. They're outsiders, they're scholars, they're of no faith or of a different faith, and still they feel directed 
they feel led, they feel this pull from something greater than themselves. And in their story, we get a juxtaposition of them with King Herod. Morally, it feels as if kings should be good. They should be people who want the best for their people. But here we see that this king, King Herod, is instead driven by fear and jealousy. It's the wise men, those others, who truly recognize the beauty and the hope and the light that was born through Jesus. In the 10th verse of our reading, the literal Greek translation of the wise men, when they see the star as it stops in the sky, this is what the scripture, that verse says in Greek. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Now, as an English major, that is a very redundant way to say that. They rejoiced, which implies rejoicing, with great joy. Of course, they're rejoicing. It's with great joy. It's extra. The Greek version of this, it's overwhelming. It's not necessary, but it shows us the amount of joy that these foreigners, these outsiders were overcome with. It's an overwhelmingly joyful response to what they have journeyed toward. These outsiders who followed a star, they haven't even seen Jesus yet. And they're so overwhelmed with joy that they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. God uses the unexpected. God reminds us that all people are capable of good, that all people are worthy of love, that each of us is made for joy. God is with all of us for all time. It's up to us to decide who and what we follow along this journey. As we enter into this new year together, who and what will we allow to lead and motivate us? The story of Christ is truly one of good news of great joy. May we each find reasons in this upcoming year to follow the wise men's example, to rejoice exceedingly with great joy because of the overwhelming love God has for each of us. Amen.